let's be real, I'm unqualified at best, but I'm taking this year to challenge my fears and seek out authenticity through conversation and hopefully some daring vulnerability. The goal, I'm not really sure yet, but I hope to come out of 2022 more connected to myself and my friends and my faith. Welcome to a year of holy interruptions. Come journey with me, or you know, don't. It's really up to you. Welcome back to Holy Interruptions Podcast. My name is Sarah Spacek, and today we are talking about dating. (laughs) And this episode is specifically for my single and unmarried listeners. And in many ways, this episode is advice I'm trying to give myself, advice I'm trying to live into, and part of me writing out my thoughts for this episode and processing this was a way for me to remember why we date, why we are in relationship, and why that's important and why that should be a serious thing for um, us to, I don't know, think through. And it might feel ironic or counterintuitive for a 20-year-old a single girl who's never been in a relationship to give you advice on dating and marriage. And like my intro says, I'm unqualified at best. I was not born qualified to live. I was not born qualified to date. I am just figuring it out step by step, prayer by prayer, in faith that God will provide me with the people and the tools that I need to figure out this whole life thing. (laughs) And I was talking to a friend last week on the way home from volleyball, and he is someone that I really trust and admire, and our friendship has been a highlight for me um, in moving to this island, and he was just asking me about how my relationships were going, how my friendships were, my dating life, my family, just all of the things that capture relationships, because relationships take up such a large area of our lives. I'm losing my voice. (laughs) Our coworkers, our friends, our family, our partners, in, in so many aspects of our lives, we are in relationship and companionship with so many people. And if that area is suffering or lacking, it makes a really big impact on our daily lives. So this check-in conversation was really good for me to name the areas that are going really well and to recognize the areas and in my relationships that maybe are lacking or weak. And I've talked about dating on the podcast before, but like I said, I've never dated someone. I've been on a few dates in the past year, but nothing serious has not gone anywhere. And it's humbling, but I also know I come into dating with a bit of a unique stance. I'm learning how to date to have fun. I think casual dating is actually a really good and healthy thing as you're getting to know someone. And I think it's good to, you know, go out, go get coffee. It doesn't need to be serious at the start. Like, it should be fun. It should be engaging. It should be a way for you to check if this person is someone you enjoy spending time with. But dating itself is so much more important than having fun and whether or not you just love someone. For example, I've witnessed my dad stay so true to his wedding vows as my mom has been really sick. Over 30 years ago, he promised in sickness and in health. And we had health and now we're in sickness. And he's really lived up to that promise he made to stand by her in this. And what I'm learning and realizing as I'm watching my dad and my mom and other married couples is that 
their marriage isn't a success just because of love. Their dating wasn't just a success because of love. It's because of the choice they made to love each other. But the marriage isn't run on a foundation of love and happiness. It's rooted in the choice to love within sickness and in health for better or for worse. So when I look at marriages and when I look at the current dating culture, it seems to be very out of balance because we are in a culture right now where dating is very much presented as do you feel happy? Do you feel loved? And the whole like, if he wanted to, he would. And all these lofty expectations for how you will be treated. And I'm not saying, I'm gonna, I want to be very clear on this, I'm not saying to lower your standards. So don't hear that. What I'm, what I'm proposing is to adjust your perspective. Because marriage does not directly impact you. It also impacts so many other people. It impacts your extended family. It impacts your spouse, the other half of this marriage. But it's also going to impact your children um, if you choose to have them. And not everyone has children, and I'm aware of that. So I want to go into the remainder of this episode softly. Um, your marriage is no less of a marriage without children. A lot of people are um, struggling with infertility. A number of people choose not to be biological parents or um, choose not to adopt. And I would argue that the majority of couples, though, who get married do so with the hope or aspiration of adding to their families. So I don't want to discredit anyone who is deciding not to be parents, um, but I want to carry on this episode with the mindset of um, dating with the hope of family to come after that. So when you are picking out a partner, to me, it's essential to be so careful about who you are allowing to speak into your future children's lives. And I want to look into my kids' eyes when they are in their teens and 20s and when they're trying to figure out who to date and who to marry. And I want, I want to tell them, yes, I loved your father and I love your father, but even more than that, I knew who your father was. I knew what kind of dad he would be. And I knew what kind of husband he would be. I knew what kind of example he would set for you for what you should tolerate. Um, and I knew that he would take care of you. And I trusted that he would protect you and sacrifice himself for you. And I knew that he loved the Lord. And I knew he wouldn't give up when the going got rough. And so I married him because I loved him. But more than that, I married him because I knew he would love you. And I want to marry someone who is safe, who my children can invite their friends into our house when I'm not there and have so much peace and safety in that house. I want him to be a father figure for our kids and for other kids in the neighborhood and in the community who don't have father figures. And it matters to me who I marry because the choice doesn't end with me and my happiness. Yes, it's important to be happy and um, in love in your marriage. I think that is essential, but it, it's more than that. It's not just about how you feel. It's about the reality of who you're letting speak into your life, who you are choosing to go on every vacation with, who are you, you are choosing to put up with their family, and who you are really just committing every choice with to have a say in your life, your kid's life, your family. And 
I really want to grow a family and mature and teach children the beauty of the story of God. And so I want to find a person who will help me and support me in that goal and want it just as badly as I do. So I'm not satisfied with just love. And that's funny to say because I crave love. (laughs) I do. I want um, and I yearn to be deeply known and to be in that beautiful relationship with sacrifice and genuine just admiration and love for the other person. But I have seen so many marriages fall apart because it's based just on love and the feelings and the emotions that come with it. And when that flame flickers out and the foundation crumbles, that foundation of love, because over time, the less beautiful parts of yourself, the less lovable parts become exposed. And it's just what happens when you get comfortable with people. I've heard it said that the first year of marriage is hardest because in dating, you're you know in a relationship and there is steadiness with that person, but you're not committed to them. But as soon as you're married, you have that security, and a lot of times the you know protective wall that you have up, um, you let down because you don't need um, that protection in the same way. And what happens in that is a lot of those childhood wounds. And things will start to show up more obviously because you're more at ease with the other person. And it can be shocking to navigate those. Um, That's what I've been told. I've never experienced it. And everyone's different in how that happens. But it's true. Like Those things pop up in the first year of marriage. And so if your whole marriage is just based on the feeling of, I love you, um, that sometimes ends up not being strong enough to hold the weight of, you know, the hard parts of ourselves to love. I haven't found my person yet, but I know that I want a marriage that isn't shakable. I want a marriage that is based on more than just love, that's based on choice and the choice to love that person and committing to maintaining the choice that I make when I say my vows. And I am not just sitting around and waiting. I am developing my character and I'm building new habits and skills. I'm learning patience. I'm learning gentleness. I'm practicing how to be a good wife and a good mother by learning first how to be a good friend. Because your partner is your friend. (laughs) There are more than that, but but ultimately they are your friend. And I have so many areas to grow in and I'm not ready to be a wife or a mother today. If you handed me a husband or handed me a baby, I would not be prepared. But I know I'm currently working towards that season of my life and I'm willing to wait until I find someone else who's working for it too. And I've not found anyone to date yet and maybe it's because my standards are really high. But really, it's because this choice to marry someone and to merge my life with someone is so incredibly serious and important to me that I want to do it with the utmost care. I don't want to wait, but I am willing to wait a very long time for someone who will fight for my children, who will fight for our family, and who will fight for me. And while I wait, I'm going to continue doing a deep dive on myself and my character 
And I want to challenge you to work towards becoming the partner you want, to work towards developing the skills you expect to have in a partner or expect to have as a parent. I'm urging you not to sit around and wait and and I'm urging you not to settle. Be careful, be wise, and most importantly, be so gentle with other people's hearts. They are human, they have emotions, they have pain, they have history that triggers different traumas and different past hurts. And I want to urge you to be vulnerable and honest and open because there is nothing worse in relationships than lack of clarity. Be clear and be communicative. It is painful and confusing and ultimately unkind to be unclear. So here's to being honest, kind, patient people who chase after the Lord by becoming who he has called us to be in this season. And I had a mentor once tell me, and I think I've said this in the podcast before, write down a list of everything you hope for and want in a partner. Every random quality, whether it's gentleness or strength or generosity or honesty, I want you to list it out. And then what I want you to do is go through that list with honesty with yourself and identify what areas you live up to those standards and in what ways you don't. And then I want you to work towards becoming that person that you want to marry. And I want you to work on becoming those skills and those qualities that you expect in someone else. And I guess my question is not, is he the one or is she the one, but rather, are you the one? Are you working towards the you that is the one for someone else? And if not, what do you need to do to get closer to the healthy, loving person God has called you to be? That's my challenge for you. This was a bit of a different episode than we we have been doing. We came off of habits and went right into (laughs) me doing a deep dive on your love life. Um, But I think it's important. I think it's an important thing to talk about. I think it's something that we don't, I don't know, recognize as a culture. Our culture is very much based on did you get pleasure or enjoyment out of that interaction or of that person? And life is not made for pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's not why we're here. We are not here to enjoy every moment of our lives. We are here to serve the Lord. And a lot of times serving the Lord is being persecuted for his name. And I guess I just want to challenge the perspective of I'm just here to experience love or I'm just here to have fun. Yes, there are things in that that will happen. We will have fun as humans. We will fall in love and friend love. And there are, there's a book by C.S. Lewis called The Four Loves and he goes into all the different versions of love that we have. It's very good. I highly recommend. Um, but I guess I just want to challenge you to maybe stop sitting around and waiting for the one to show up and to actively work on becoming love yourself. And there's a difference, I think, between waiting and active waiting. I would challenge you to actively wait in becoming who God has called you to be while you wait for that person to show up. 
And that is what I hope you were able to get out of this episode. So yeah, I'll leave you with the last question. Are you the one? This was a bit of a different episode than we we have been doing. We came off of habits and went right into (laughs) me doing a deep dive on your love life. Um, But I think it's important. I think it's an important thing to talk about. I think it's something that we don't I don't know, recognize as a culture. Our culture is very much based on did you get pleasure or enjoyment out of that interaction or of that person? And life is not made for pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's not why we're here. We are not here to enjoy every moment of our lives. We are here to serve the Lord. And a lot of times serving the Lord is being persecuted for his name. And I guess I just want to challenge the perspective of I'm just here to experience love or I'm just here to have fun. Yes, there are things in that that will happen. We will have fun as humans. We will fall in love and friend love. And there are, there's a book by C.S. Lewis called The Four Loves and he goes into all the different versions of love that we have. It's very good. I highly recommend. Um, but I guess I just want to challenge you to maybe stop sitting around and waiting for the one to show up and to actively work on becoming love yourself. And there's a difference, I think, between waiting and active waiting. I would challenge you to actively wait in becoming who God has called you to be while you wait for that person to show up. And that is what I hope you were able to get out of this episode. So yeah, I'll leave you with the last question. Are you the one?